Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited about today's topic, not only because, um, yeah, it's for me first, but also because it's dope. So without further ado, let's just get into it. All right, guys, so like I said, today's episode is, um, it's going to be dope. (laughs) So originally I started this podcast because I wanted to um, encourage people that are in my age group to go after those dreams that you've had over your life or those things that you dropped because maybe you had kids or maybe you got married, married and things changed for you, or maybe you just never got to pursue any of those dreams. And the main purpose of this podcast is to encourage us or to set us on fire or to put a, um, to put a fire underneath us to get our voices out there. Because, you know, um, in this era, it's a lot of millennials, you know, we hear their voices a lot, but where are the voices of, the 40-somethings uh, and on up from there. I do believe that we still have a voice and that our voice is very necessary in the world. Um, so without further ado, let's discuss this week's uh, topic. So the other day, um, you know, uh, I get up in the morning and I I pray in the morning. I try to get up every day at like five and pray. And like I said, it kind of it kind of started because of a fast that I was doing with one of my uh, social groups on um, the internet. But um, it started because of that. But then once it ended, or once our fast ended, I felt like I still wanted to do it. I still wanted to get up at five, and I still wanted to spend that time with God before I proceeded with my day. But um, the other day I was thinking about the podcast and I was thinking about my Etsy shop and thinking about the other things that I would like to do. Um, There's another business that I would love to start. Um, So I was thinking about those things and it was almost like immediately I started feeling, I don't know if you, huh? how do you describe it? It wasn't like a guilt feeling, but it was almost like, am I doing what I'm doing for the right reason? And initially, you know, I started looking some things up. I started searching some things out and I just, I really was trying to look in the word for an answer to my question. You know, I wanted to know, you know, what God feels about motive. You know, what is your motive for doing something? Are you doing it just to make money? Are you doing it just so you can feel good about yourself or whatever the case may be? And I was like, I actually was thinking about it. And I was like, you know, initially some of the stuff that I do is, for money purposes. And 
of course, I began to feel a little guilty about that because I was like, you know, I should I should really be doing whatever it is that I'm doing to, um, you know, to help people and things like that. And not that the reason for any of those things are not to help anyone, but I was also thinking about the money aspect of it and the guilt just fell on me so hard because all I could think about is how we grew up and this just kind of feeds into the conversation that my husband and I had recently. He and I were talking and uh, we're part of that generation that learned that you go to college, you get a degree, you get out of college, you get this great job, you work that job for years, and then you retire and, you know, your money is basically guaranteed. And the truth to that, the reality of this whole thing is that that's not reality for us in this world anymore. With our country becoming so capitalist based, it's, I mean, not that capitalism is bad because I'm not saying that either, but what I am saying is that so many companies and so many um, businesses are not offering what they offered our parents when they were working. And we still have the same mentality that they taught us to get this job, work this job, retire, and be set for the rest of our life. But those things have fallen through. Like one of the things that recently we were talking about is how, you know, Social Security is not even guaranteed anymore. They are talking about taking your Social Security away. So if you've just been kind of not really working a job where you've had a 401k or anything building up, then you're looking at the possibility of Social Security not even being a guaranteed thing for you. And then on top of that, you know, I was talking to my son. My son is military, and the even the retirement for the military hasn't ch has changed. Um, you used to be able to retire and get like 70-something percent of your retirement. It doesn't even work like that for the for military anymore. You know, you now they have a different retirement that, that the new people joining fall under. I'm not even sure if they're going to bring back the old retirement, but the new people that are coming in, they aren't guaranteed that 70 or whatever percent once you get out anymore. They're guaranteed the money that they put into their retirement plan, which now the military offers, but not the same as, you know, what it was before. And this is no knock on the military because I feel like the military is a great option for any young person who doesn't really know what they want to do because, you know, you get the chance to go to school for free. You get a skill. So I still feel like the military is not a bad choice for someone who doesn't really know what they're, they're going to do after graduation. That's aside from the point, sidebar. But those things are no longer a guarantee for us. And my husband and I were talking and I was like, you know, well, I wonder or babe, how do you get out of that mindset? How do you get out of the mindset 
that was taught to us, that was drilled into us by, you know, our parents and our grandparents. There was this, you go out there, you get you a job and you work that job until you retire and your retirement will take care of you. What a lot of people are learning is that there is no such thing <laughs> as that retirement once you're getting out. You know, once once you're getting out, I'm sorry, I'm speaking as if I'm in the military, but there's no guarantee of that retirement once you're done working up until you're 62 or 64, I think it is. But um, yeah, so I was sitting and I was, I was praying about motive and, you know, my thing was, Lord, you know, everybody talks about how when you start a business or you start something, you're supposed to be doing it because you want to help and because you want to better the world that you're living in. And although that's motive number one, you also have to think about taking care of your family. You also have to think about your future. And even, you know, a lot of people will look into the look at the Bible and talk about how, you know, the Bible talks about not worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of his own. And this is very true. But you also look at the story of the the talents and the three people with the talents and how they were expected to multiply those talents or they were expected to turn those over into more. We were put here to be fruitful and to multiply. So even though, you know, sometimes you worry and your stress level is high because you're worried that the only reason why you're going after something or pursuing something is because of money or you feel like your motive may be off. And this is what happened to me. Now, this may not be something that everybody deals with because everybody's not like me. Some people, some people can look past certain things a lot easier than others, but I'm one of those people who tend to overthink just about everything. I, my main goal or one of the main purposes for me, one of the things I, I, I'm concerned about very often is pleasing God. I want to do what makes him happy. I do not want to spend this life here and then end up in hell. That is not my goal. I mean, my salvation for me is non-negotiable. <laughs> it's non-negotiable to the fact that I have even told my kids before that, you know, I'm not going to lose my salvation for anybody, <laughs> not even them. Like, I I do not plan on giving up my salvation for anyone. And um, so when the, and this is what I feel because, you know, recently I, I told you guys, or obviously if you watched, if you listened to the last two episodes, I talked about the book Fervent and she talked about the strategies that the enemy uses to, um, you know, to just thwart us. And although she had 10 strategies, I believe the enemy uses particular strategies for each individual person. And what I do believe is one of those strategies is messing with you as far as like your motive and making you feel like if your motive is to make money, 
off of some of the ventures that you have, then his, his thing is he wants to make it so that you feel guilty about your motive. If your motive is, Hey, I, my family needs an extra three, $400 a month so that we could live comfortably, you know, then out of that comes, okay, so then you're just, you just want to make money. You're not trying to help anybody. You're not trying to, and see all of those things that the enemy comes at you with immediately after that is all things to throw you off, to get you to stop. Because if you do that thing, your family has more money now. Now everybody can breathe better in the household. And, and some of the things that you may even want is, is going to come out of you doing this uh, business or this dream that you had. And I just want to come to you guys and tell you that if the enemy comes at you and tries to make you feel like you being motivated to provide more money for your household, if he comes at you telling you that that's a bad motive, then honestly, that's, (laughs) that's not, that's not, that's not of God to take care of your family is what God would love for you to do. And um, as far as like the whole, you know, getting a job, working that job, and then, you know, going off and retiring and being set for life and how that's no longer the case, you know, we have to change our mindset and we have to get to a point where we understand that we were meant to be fruitful and multiply. We were meant to, you know, take care of our families. It talks about the Proverbs 31 woman. She was a businesswoman. If you go back and you you do some research in Proverbs 31, this woman, she was a businesswoman. You know, and then you look at the uh, three servants that were given the talents. The, the master expected for them to increase what he gave them before he came back. You know, and... You to think about um, when God walked past the olive tree and it wasn't producing any any fruit and he cursed it and it died right there on the spot because we are expected to be fruitful and to multiply. We are expected to multiply what God has given us, not only to bring people into salvation, but to also to also uh, provide needs for people. How could you give to the poor if you don't, if you don't have enough to even support your family? There's no way you can give to widows if you aren't making the money to support the family that you have at home. And I truly believe that God wants us to live in excellence, even in You know, obviously you want to give your tithes, you want to give your offering and you want to give above and beyond to uh, widows or families in need. Or, you know, you want to be able to give to the poor. You want to be able to give your time, but you also want to be able to provide for some people. You also want to be able to bless some people so that they can see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so, you know, I was, (laughs) I really had to go through this, y'all, because like I said, I'm an overthinker and not only do I overthink, but I'm, I'm also, I'm also somewhat of a, 
perfectionist. I'm that child that does not want to disappoint my parent. You know, I do not want to disappoint God. And, you know, for for the enemy to bring at me, well, you're not doing it for the right reasons or you you just want to do it for this reason. I really had to go back and really ask God to help me to understand, you know, why I'm feeling this way and not only help me understand why I'm, why I'm feeling this way, but help me to understand why I can't move, you know, and the biggest thing is, you know, ultimately the enemy wants to put us in a state of fear because fear paralyzes us. Fear causes us not to move. Fear causes us to stand still or, you know, to continue to think, on a particular thing. And that's what it all boiled down to when, you know, when it came to me about motive and ooh, your motives off, all of that was basically a way of getting me to stop, just stop podcasting. Don't podcast anymore. Don't encourage anybody to go out there and start businesses or pursue dreams or change the lives of the people around them. Don't, don't, don't go out there and use your voice to make people or not make people, but to get people to be inspired, to move forward. Don't go out there and start this furniture company or this home decoration uh, company where, you know, you're putting scripture on stuff and you're, you're putting inspirational quotes on things. You know, don't do that because all you're trying to do is make money, but The real thing is, you know, those things that God has placed in your heart to do, it will benefit those people. It'll benefit people. It'll bring them to a better place, a closer place to God. And also it'll give you the resources in order to be able to help family members, to be able to help those people out there who are in need. And not only just go and say you want to help, but to go to them and have food for them, to have clothing for them, to have, to have money to actually help people pay their rent when they're behind or pay bills, their, their lights or their water may be getting ready to be turned off. And if, if you are in a place where you're financially stable, then you can definitely go out there and give somebody $300 and not even, you know, not even blink, but we're so we're so we have this this mindset, you know, that if our motive is wrong, then we don't want to do it or we don't know if we should do it. And I feel like, you know, I grew up in a church in an old Baptist church and God forbid there's nothing wrong with Baptist churches. I feel like if they're preaching the word and you're growing out of it, then Lord knows we need it. Um, But I grew up in a church where you know, you would hear the scripture, uh, for the love of money, you know, and it's, it's not the way we thought about it. You know, we always thought that if we wanted money, that was a sin, but what it is, is, is for the love of money is the root of sin, but it's the love of money. You, you love money more than you love anything else. But if it's a means of, if it's a means for you to be helpful or to to build, then I don't believe that it's the same as that scripture. And I believe a lot of us have grown up 
in this poverty mindset that causes us to feel like if we are motivated to do well, if we're motivated to be able to have money to take care of our families, we feel an instant guilt about it. And you shouldn't feel that guilt. What you should understand is to support your family and to build wealth so that you can help others. That's all God. It's all about love. It's all about giving love to people. And if you don't, if you don't have the resources, there is no way that you can ever do some of the things that is necessary. And so um, that's really what I came to talk about today, guys. I just really wanted us to really stop overthinking it, to stop believing that if we want well for ourselves, if we want these businesses or we have these visions to do these things, if your motive is to gain money, then I want you to double check it and really sincerely go to God and pray about it. But to actually want to support your family better or to be um, wealthier so that you can be more of a blessing to others, those things are not bad. Those things are actually blessings and it's actually something wonderful if you've been given the heart to be a giver. And God wants to put you in a position where you can give. So, yeah, like I said, that was really for me first. I was I was in prayer and this topic came up and I just began to go before God. And God really was telling me, I want you to make sure that you're communing with me often, that you stay in prayer with me often so that your heart can remain pure throughout the situation. Because, you know, sometimes people do gain knowledge and wealth and they lose God in the process. But in order to stay close or in order to not get there, you have to earnestly contend for the faith. You have to you have to earnestly go after God and you have to never stop doing that. Even when you get to a place where you're making more money or whatever the case may be, you have to still earnestly go after God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. So your first goal should always be to spend time in his presence, to spend time seeking after him for his will, to spend time so that as Tatum says, so that he remains the CEO of your business, of your visions, of your dreams, that he he remains the one in charge and you're just the person carrying out, carrying out the, the, the orders for the business. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, I am super excited about all of the support that the podcast has been getting over these past few weeks. I am so grateful. I pray that you continue to share with friends and family, and I pray that you continue to listen and keep coming back every week to hear what we're going to talk about next. And um, also, uh, one church announcement, I just want to make sure that everyone is going on to the the Heartfelt Inspiration podcast on Instagram and 
casting your vote let me know when is a great day for an upload and other than that i will talk to you guys on next week you guys have a good weekend